This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everybody, just a quick reminder that next week, literally a week from this second, we will be doing the Twitter takedown. I will be live on the Twitch channel right at midnight. Adam and Scott will be joining me by noon, if not a little bit earlier, depending on it, you know when they're awake and ready to go. And we're going to go all the way until midnight. It's going to be 24 hours of at least somebody on the stream talking about movies, lots of guests, and we're going to be raising money for AL- ALS. So don't miss out. It should be a great, fun time, and we cannot wait to have you guys join us. We are going to be celebrating 100 episodes. But first, let's talk about episode 99. a tit patrol at horror movie night we're snapping polaroids and spooking bitches if you thought sleepaway camp one was offensive then get ready for a non-stop barfarama that is sleepaway camp two witness as we drill down into this 1980s camp scott's got a good taste for the suburban cheerleaders i'm following my morals so i never go wrong and adam's flashing his titties and then flashing his titties and then he flashes his titties. And then later on, he's probably going to flash his titties. But surely after that, he'll probably flash his titties on this week's episode of Tit Patrol. <laughs> tit, tit Patrol is maybe my new favorite show. I love Tit Patrol so much. Uh, so this is Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, as picked by me, starring Bruce Springsteen's little sister, Pamela. So... Pamula, Pamula, <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> Pamela Springsteen, uh, who appears very briefly in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and then I think the part of Angela is the only other part that she ever played, uh, for better or for worse. I actually think that she's a pretty decent. Um, I think she's a pretty decent grown-up Angela, uh, all things considered, and. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. I, I think that this and Sleepaway Camp 1 are fantastic movies, and then the franchise just crumbles uh, by the time Part 3 rolls around. I applaud them for the casting of Angela, because that could not have been easy. To cast a woman who was supposed to 
be a man, but was raised as a woman. Like that, there's a lot of layers to that, and they do a pretty good job with the casting there. Yeah, um, the film is. I think it's pretty damn funny. It's it's a short, fun movie. This is a movie that I've always felt was a blast to watch with people. Um, it's just insane. And it's like, it gets started. Like, there's no, you know, like the first Sleepaway Camp movie, you have like the cold open, and then you kind of wait around for a couple of the kills, and like the kills progressively get more and more like intense and awesome. Sleepaway Camp 2, it is just like, nope, we're, we're starting right out the gate. There's a death every like five minutes in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, but none of the deaths are particularly good deaths. Well, are... I'm sorry that no one gets a, a curling iron up their hoo-ha in this one, Adam. I'm sorry too, Scott. I'm pretty <laughs> sorry that that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh my god. No, well, this movie... I mean, what, what is the most memorable death? Probably the shoving... Well, the, the most memorable death or the most memorable line, because... There's a death that I think is pretty pretty memorable, and then there's a quote post the death that is pretty memorable. Uh, so, okay, let's let's pretend like the outhouse death doesn't okay. exist because I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> it's fucking gross. It is. I, I would. I. It would have been. My life would have been slightly better had I never had to watch okay. that. That was so, yeah, fucking the, awful. Is this your first viewing of this film, Adam? Every movie we watch is my first movie. <laughs> uh, so the other, so the uh, thing that I was going to say is the big, the big element of this movie that I think is fucking hysterical, and it's one of my favorite. It's one of the movie quotes that me and my friends use all the time. Is towards the end of the movie when she decapitates the survivor girl's boyfriend's head, and she's trying to cheer her up, and then she just goes, "Hey, look who's on TV!" And it's just the dude's head shoved <laughs> into the television set. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, that is pretty <laughs> solid. Um, I, I so my first note is more like mullet yeah. camp uh, because I every dude and some of the women in this movie have mullets. Like it is harkens back to a much simpler time. TC man, fucking TC. He's oh, you mean Kmart yeah. Swayze? Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear? You want to hear my first note? Is it about how awesome the soundtrack is? My, fir- my first note is I'm fucking pissed. My parents paid taxes for that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh man. So we get through that discuss that discussion at the beginning. Um, the transphobia in this film is actually at least two times stronger in this one than in the entire first film. Just the beginning discussion right there is so incredibly transphobic. He's like, she, him. They don't know what she is, or something like that. And then he's like, "And you know what? They took. She got a sex change for free, and that's like my parents paid for it." Jesus Christ! I mean, like this movie would never get made now. Thankfully, like, it's it's a nice little time capsule. I can't imagine anyone actually getting like offended or angry about this because it's just no, so no. fucking ignorant. Like it, it just doesn't know any better, you know? <laughs> so, so, so I'm gonna say something that I think is kind of a weird uh, thing to say. But I want to jump back real quick to the casting of Angela. Uh, I think there's something to be said about the casting of that character because they they do a really good job of in her performance, which like this it's the same thing I could say about the girl who played Angela in the first Sleepaway Camp is you know that she's a killer, 
you know that she's a bad person, but there's like this childlike innocence in everything that she says and does that makes you like kind of okay with a lot of it. Where you're just like, ah, she's just trying to like get rid of people who are being shitty people. Like, like it. I don't. I sorry, Matt. I have to disagree with you. No, I don't ever feel like she's an okay person. She is a mass murderer. Yeah, in this movie in particular, what she's doing is not justified. It's not okay. It's it's you know she's yeah, a serial I, killer. She she yeah. she wants to do it. She wants to do it. She wants to kill these people. She's not doing it because she has to or because of some sort of sense of morals or something. She wants to kill people. She's into it. And she's super mean too. Like when she kills people, she's she slut shames every girl that she kills in this fucking movie. Oh, yeah. You realize that? I right? like that as the movie goes on, she like <laughs> she's trying to find the moralistic reason, and as the movie goes on, it gets like more and more uh, like of a stretch. Where like it starts off with like the slut shaming or like the the bullying and stuff like that, but then eventually it's just like, well, you were going to tattletale or like you were smoking a cigarette, like. The 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 uh, barometer of her morality just kind of fucking crumbles as the movie continues. I, I uh, was gonna save this for later, but we've we were already kind of jumping into it. Her relationship with Molly, like the other, you know, the survivor girl of the movie. Well, um, not really. <laughs> eh, I mean, whatever. She gets she gets a yeehaw howdy <laughs> at the end of the. <laughs> Does that mean she dies? I had no idea. Um. But that, if you had taken that and and sort of dived into it and made it a little bit more complex and a little bit deeper, like she she seems to be in love with Molly a little bit, like she yeah, she, it's she, very very strange. Yeah, she she sees her as sort of like idyllic and and you know angelic, right? So she's she doesn't want to kill her. She absolutely goes out of her way not to not to you know kill her trying not to kill it but but the movie itself you know doesn't ever take the time to progress that relationship or really look look deeper into it so it's just surface level bullshit like this fuck this is fuck this movie i i enjoy this movie a lot i think it's a fun it's a fun time it's got some ridiculous quotes it's got the tip patrol let's talk about the tip patrol man let's (laughs) talk about the tip patrol because i Want a Polaroid camera <laughs> full of tits right now? Please, someone. I have Polaroid cameras at my house. If you want, brah, 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 brah. This one, this one goes <laughs> out to have you, brah. So many um, great one-liners in this movie. Those two kids are the best part in this film. Uh, my favorite lines include "Party hats, ten o'clock." <laughs> Yes, I have that note too. I I also wrote that down. Since when does anyone call tits party hats? What the fuck is that? Why? I know at least one person who's going to start. <laughs> um, you also know one person that has been using that term for quite some time. It's me. Um, I know of three grown men that are going to make that happen. I know three grown men that are never going to see another pair of tits again. Not if we keep calling them party hats. Uh, the other. The the other delivery that I think is hysterical is when Angela finds them with the Polaroids and she's going through the pictures and then she just runs off to tell, uh, like, rat him out the TC and the one kid... Oh, and he, go- and he leans into the other guy and he goes, hey, was was Angela in those pictures? <laughs> the guy goes, 
Yeah. Ah, shit. <laughs> it's so good. But was was Angela in those pictures? We like yes, we never she's see. Taking off her, yes, you do. She's taking off her top, but she's still wearing a bra. Does she have breasts in the movie? Or? Well, I mean, Bruce Springsteen's cousin has breasts, and she—I know she has breasts, but I mean, the character of Angela does. Angela, Angela have... got a sex change on, and my parents' taxes paid for it. It's the worst day ever. <laughs> I didn't know that I was actually supposed to legitimately believe those kids sitting around a campfire wouldn't <laughs> shoot the shit. <laughs> let's just believe every. Let's take everything that happens in this movie at face value, because that's the only way that we can go through this film and discuss it. Um, let's, like, just not try to read anything into the, the concept of this film because it's called Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. Uh, so this, the, the tongue gag, I want to talk about the tongue kill because that's not, why would that kill somebody? Like, cutting yeah, out their was, tongue. That was really gross. That it was, was gross. gross. And that's the, that's the thing is it sets the stage to this whole film. All the kills are supremely gross. It's not that they're, like, necessarily really like over the top or realistic it's just they're all kind of turn my stomach and it makes it hard to watch this movie because like i do love summer camp slashers they're really fun uh but i have seen this movie like two and a half times and would probably prefer not to watch it a third and a half time um but I like the song that plays as soon as that tongue gag. Um because I started pumping my fist so fucking hard. Yeah. Like I said, I wasn't uh, kidding when I said this has a pretty good soundtrack. Like, it's not great, well, you, but no, 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 it's not great. But it's it it has the whole like rock, like the hard rock song that's like the theme song. It's it's not bad. Um, come, on, come on, Bart, the Coast Guard's doing the do. The other the other song that always stands out is the opening song is like you know that nice song, but then the closing credit song, which is also the uh, the main menu music on the DVD and Blu-ray, was just like oh da da ba ba da, like it's like a real slow ballady song to like close out the movie. Well, I guess we know what Matt's next uh, banjo cover is going to be. <laughs> I wouldn't know, because as soon as Angela said, howdy, I exited out of this fucking movie. I was done. So done. Um, so- hey, so, wait, wait, wait. I have to say, the, the number one thing that takes me out of this film is how obviously off-season the camp is. Like, they filmed this in, like, September or October, because the pool looks like shit! Like, when the, well, they have that establishing shot, the pool is as green as the grass. They're always talking about swimming, but they go out of their way to avoid scenes that involve swimming. But then when people are swimming, man, you just, you can fucking tell those people don't want to be there. Man. They want to get the fuck out of there. Um, so there's one other thing that I definitely want to talk about in this movie, uh, which is that this movie has the most insane sex scenes that I've ever seen in a movie. Like, multiple times, the people look like they're in pain, or they just look like they're scrambling with no clue what they're doing. But the thing is, is that they're teenagers with no lube, so it really makes sense. That one sex scene where Allie has sex with a dude, um, and he's, like, leaned up against a log, it's like the pool sex scene from Showgirls. Like, she is just freaking out on his cock. Like, she's losing. Which has, it's weird. has my favorite post-sex quote of all time, which is, you don't have AIDS or anything, do you? Yes, I know that's Matt's favorite line in this. 
Now is um, a good time. Now is a good time to ask. I, mean, I was double checked. Why not? So I, I understand that this movie is supposed to be like a horror comedy. That's the only part that's actually yeah. funny. This movie, so it's funny because like you listen to people talk about this movie, and there's certain people who uh, really, really think highly of their work in this movie. Um, I forget who it was. It was pro- I think it was the writer, but he was like, you know, like we were like one of the first 80s films to be really self-aware of what was going on in slasher films he's like you know like we were making references to freddy and jason all up in there before anybody else and i'm like ah that's deny Uh, i'm gonna say no well they're not good references no they're really lame the freddy reference i kind of dig but the jason reference i don't remember the part of friday the 13th where jason called everybody (laughs) faggots all the time i don't remember that fucking part of the movie (laughs) Yeah, the, the homophobia in this movie is also incredibly painful. Uh, there's actually a part where somebody's like, yeah, she's a dyke. And I'm like, that. you don't, You understand now that being trans does not necessarily mean that you still have the same sexual preferences, but I, well, okay, so, let's just continue but on. But I, like like I, I feel like that's indignative of the entire, like, sleepaway camp. Yeah. Indignative. There we go. That's a new uh, one. Of- of the Sleepaway Camp franchise, because, like, the first movie also had a lot of, like, early 80s uh, homophobia thrown around throughout it. Like, oh, I yeah, think that yeah. Sleepaway Camp, for whatever reason, is, like, one of those movies that is, like, simultaneously progressive and regressive at the exact same time. Like, it's, like... <laughs> can, can I use my position of, like, you know, having a far-reaching you know, like, audience of people to ask a question here. And, Matt, feel free to cut this out if you want to, but I know that, you know, men have, you know, somewhat fragile, like, masculinity and stuff, so getting called, like, being called a faggot or, like, getting accused of being gay is, like, a real insult. I mean, at least at that age, like, camper age, right? Is is getting called a dyke really, like, people give a fuck about that? Like, is that... Is that an insult? Um, I think that girl... It's, it's, it seems to be always that, like, well, okay... Here's here's my thought process. It's very similar to being called a fag in that it's like the inversion of traditional gender roles to a teenager or to like a preteen. They think like, oh, he's a fag. It means he's not strong. It means that he acts like a woman, which is somehow weak in their mind. But then if they call someone a dyke, it means that they're not feminine. It means that they... Um, Oh, I guess it does infer like a certain sense of masculinity. Like you're yeah. you're you're like a a masculine woman, yeah. Which, yeah, just strange. I mean, I don't know. I can't I can't see it from their perspective, so I don't really. And we're always. I, really I mean, as much as we are a bunch of douchey guys on a podcast, I, I think we've established ourselves at least a little bit as being very open to hearing the responses to stuff like that and questions like that. So please do honestly let us know. Uh, if you can answer those questions for us, because we don't know. We're not we're not saying anything positive or negative. We're just being uh, three dudes in their 30s that are curious. Yeah, I, I mean, I just want to I want to use my position of having an audience that I can speak to to kind of educate myself because yeah. I'm curious. Let I'm us curious, let us so. know. Uh, so anyway, back to tip patrol. <laughs> would you hey, Adam, would you would you consider yourself bi curious? Um, are you going to purchase anything, or are you just here to look at stuff? Um, no, I'm, I'm probably going to buy things. I guess you could say that I'm bi-curious. Oh, man. You know, okay, continue on. Fuck. 
Um, I want to talk. I want to now that we're on like the you know serious topics here. I want to talk about the nudity in this movie. What 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 what, what is this movie asking? What, what, what am I supposed to feel when I'm watching this movie? Right? Because he is they're like they're all underage. Every pair of kids that we oh. see in this movie are definitely underage. That's the weird thing here. This is this is my take on it, and I didn't take any notes on it, but thank you for bringing it up, because I was thinking it the whole time. So there are these 20-year-olds that are supposed to be playing 16-year-olds, but also why are all these kids at camp as campers? Like, campers are normally 9 to 13 or something like that, and then you have junior counselors that are like 13 to 16 or whatever, and then you have adults, like people who are no longer, who are legally considered by the state to be adults and capable of holding the position of counselor. These people, all the girls have mature breasts. All the guys have gigantic biceps. Like, TC's huge. And they're and all like, very sexual with each other. Like, they're definitely in their, in their like, they've progressed. Like, they're in their prime. Right. They but, want to fuck each other, right? Like, Yeah, and, and that's the thing, is that this movie has no kids in it. Like, the entire cast the is the above the age of 18. Uh, the, and they the, look tip, it. The, the Tip Patrol. The Tip Patrol okay, is definitely kids. 16, okay, like, those kids... I mean, well, I'm 14. I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Regardless, the point is, is that the way I see it is that this movie is... It's okay to enjoy the female... Or to enjoy the nudity in it. Because it's like they're cosplaying <laughs> camp... Like, campers... It's so weird. This movie, because, like, if you watch the original Sleepaway Camp, there are actual campers there. And then there are the counselors, which are old enough to be smoking, drinking, having sex, showing their boobs, blah, blah, stuff like that. Which, uh, which LARP <laughs> community is this, and how do I join? <laughs> um, you should probably start with the lowly community, and maybe you could work your way over. Yeah, uh, I, you're not even allowed to Google teen porn in Canada, so I'm probably going to just not look up lolly fucking porn. Probably, yeah, it's fucking weird. Anyways, man, we got off track. What's up with Sleepaway Camp 2? Yeah, uh, let me bring you back in with my favorite quote, aside from the you don't have AIDS or anything. Uh, it's the old guy who's supposed to be Angela's uncle, but he doesn't know that she had a sex change and is a fucking murderer. Uh, he goes, no, no, I think everyone calls him Uncle John. Oh, okay. That Well, that actually is the deepest thing that you've said on this episode. Uh, thanks for inserting that. <laughs> um, so he goes, uh, so she's like, ah, she was a bad kid. I had to send her home. And he goes, whatever happened to the good kids in the world? <laughs> That's exactly how he says it. That's my note. Is W-O-O-O-O-O-O, another 10 O's, L-D. Who is that will, actor? What do I, I know? I will let him you from? know in a second. Nothing good. <laughs> anyway, I think t- Matt, tell me if this is a line. Yeah, Ali, we're going to take your advice on moderation. That's a line from this film, right? Because it's talking to the one of the one of the. Um... Oh, it's it's Ali is the the bitchy girl who says you don't have AIDS or anything. She says like you shouldn't be high all the time, and then somebody is like, yeah, we're going to take your advice in moderation. And the shit the, uh, sisters. The shit sisters. Yes, the shit sisters. Man, that's so depressing. Um, but. I think that the person who says that is either the the guy who becomes Molly's boyfriend so, or Kmart Lisa Turtle. Uncle John, um, Adam, I know why you know him. 
He's one of the Germans in uh, Puppet Master Why? 3, Toulon's Revenge. Fucking <laughs> 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 general that's in the tub that's getting squawked by all the naked bitches. Yes. Fuck yes. Man, it's no like he's, Adam subconsciously knew that it was a Nazi character. That's why he said the thing about Nazis a minute ago. Man, it's fucking all tying together for me. This is maybe the best episode that we've ever um, done, guys. All right, so there's one other thing that's worth pointing out. Is that not only so we did talk about how Bruce Springsteen's uh, younger sister is Angela? No, it's his cousin, isn't it? No, it's his younger sister. Oh shit! Okay, sorry. But there's someone else's little sister that's in this movie. Um, Molly is played by Renee Estevez, uh, Charlie Sheen and Emilio's younger sister. Emilio. Emilio. Um, so yeah, that, this this movie's just packed with the siblings of more famous people. Is is uh, the casting the, decisions? But the thing is, is that Molly's cute. Don't I, deny that she's super cute. No, she is. Uh, but I don't think she actually really worked after this. I looked up uh, a couple of people on IMDb, and I didn't realize that she was related to Charlie Sheen. But uh, yeah, she didn't really do much else besides this. Um, can um, we talk about the incredibly traumatic panty raid that happens halfway? <laughs> Just us monsters! <laughs> Jesus I mean, Christ, man. You know, you know when you don't do a panty raid? is when they're there, and they're in the room, <laughs> and they're, they're right fucking there. And you have to fight them to get the panties <laughs> from them. By the way, you're at camp, Okay. They have probably been sweating their ass off. They've probably got swap butt all over those panties. They don't got no fucking, you know, washing machine. Like, this who, is... This Adam, 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 seriously. Who steals clean panties? Why would you steal clean panties? You could just buy clean panties. You want the dirty ones. Also, have you ever heard about being dressed up like a lowly? <laughs> um, all right, so the um... Scott, have you ever uh, purchased any any online panties? Have you ever done that? <laughs> I know, but I've heard that there are places on Reddit that you can get those. Not that I would go there and buy panties from people that have worn them and perhaps masturbated into them. That's let's, not a thing let's, that I do. Let's let's me and you talk after this. <laughs> I used to have to bail out used panties. That was part of my job once. Oh yeah, when you work for the porn star. Yeah. Huh. Well, thanks for bringing that back to reality. Yeah. Um, so, guys like to go out with cheerleaders. Yeah, that's definitely why Allie is popular. Not her party hats, alright? <laughs> what? What? What is Angela's motivation in this fucking movie? What? She just point? wants to kill. Like, I think she might be getting sexual gratification from killing these people. Like, I think that is how she gets off, is by killing other people. And wait, 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 are you saying, and this is going to be awful, are you saying that she likes to quote-unquote stab people? Is that subtle? I don't get what kind of joke you're trying to make right now. I'm still here. I'm still. I'm trying. You want to explain it? I'm not gonna explain it. No. Oh, are you fucking leaving me? Uh, okay. 
I I'm being serious though. I think I think Angela has like such fucked up morals and like her her upbringing was so like backwards and fucked up that um she she kills people for sexual gratification. I think that's what she's into. I wouldn't be surprised. Like am I way off base here? Like I think like that's what I was that's the kind of vibe that I was getting. Howdy. Howdy folks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's let that marinate a little bit, and let's get to the arts and crafts scene because the background music is legitimately Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the it's, it's the theme song from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, from the uh, excuse me, you're misremembering what the theme song from Teenage Mutant. It went Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. <laughs> <laughs> I just did the hand movements for that, by the way. <laughs> Uh, and then we have the um, the campout scene where Kmart Lisa Turtle gets to have gets to be the mouthpiece for the writer's casual racism. Here it is, uh, word for word. Turn that song up. You know you got good taste for white suburban cheerleader. Jesus Christ, man. Um, but the most brutal kill of this movie, like the most legitimately like gruesome kill, might be the Freddy th- throat slit. When the when she comes up and she like slashes his face with the the Freddy glove, right? Is that and then he's like splurting blood yeah. out of his throat. They linger on it. They linger on it for maybe a little bit too long because yeah. it definitely like that's that's my problem with a lot of the like the kills in this movie is that they're realistic and they linger. Like it it makes me uncomfortable watching a lot of these fucking kills. Yeah, yeah, and then I mean, but I know that we've talked a lot about how brutal some of the kills are in this film. Let's talk about the most brutal scene, which is where Allie rides a dude, she comes, and then she just yeah. is done. He doesn't get to finish. Yeah, I mean, did he come? I have no idea if he no, did or not. No, I mean, he looks like he's having a really bad day. I um, mean, you know, d- d- number one in relationships is communication, Scott. you got to <laughs> let people... If you didn't get to come, then maybe you should have said something. I also just, you know, I also just want to say that Diddy Come was my favorite character to play in Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you guys ever play N64's Diddy Come Racing? <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> so uh that sleepaway camp too. <laughs> uh what did you guys watch this week? As is customary, I will start by saying that Megan and I um watched Coraline again. Yeah. We've seen it before. Uh but that movie is awesome and pretty disturbing. I mean it's 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 very entertaining to watch. I love it, but it's like pretty, pretty I, dark. Um I really like that movie. I think it definitely has some of the most impressive uh, stop motion that I've seen in in years. Um, but it, yeah, it's great. you know, what? it also just feels. My only problem with it is like, I feel like stop motion movies are like the few films that can really get away with being fairly short, and that one feels long. Like, it doesn't feel like a quick breeze the way that a lot of the other ones. Yeah, but I like the world that it sets up and. 
and I like like the circus and everything. Like I, I could, I could watch an additional forty minutes of that movie. That movie's fucking great. The best part is when she comes to the other mother, the to the other side for the first time and meets the other dad, and he sings her the little song. Yeah. Charming, charming as shit. Um, so I would say that I watched. Uh... Yet I, I've been in the middle of moving, so I haven't actually gotten as much time to really sit down and uh, and watch as much stuff as I would like to. Um, I have been getting caught up on the Goldbergs. Uh, I'm almost all caught up on that, but I did finally sit down and watch Moana because I've been hanging out with uh, friends and their children, and uh, that movie was a delight. It was actually really fun, really well done. Um, the songs are incredibly catchy probably some of the best songs that have ever appeared in a Disney movie. Uh, probably in no small part to the fact that the guy who wrote Hamilton wrote all the music. Whoa! Uh, but yeah, highly recommend Moana if you're even remotely into Disney animation film. Oh, nice. Alright, uh, I don't really have I don't really have anything uh, for what did I watch this week. I want you guys to go ahead and take a guess what the quote on the Terminator Wiki is this month. Come with me if you want to live... <laughs> Yeah, it still is. <laughs> I think whoever is in charge of this uh, wiki has stopped updating it a long time ago. <laughs> Dude, he's probably watching your fucking uh, the the view count go up from you checking it daily. Just like, oh, maybe I should change the quote. No, no. <laughs> if if I can, if we can, you know, rally together as a community to get him to change this fucking quote. From the most obvious line of the goddamn movie, I would really—I mean, I'd—I'd I'd die happy. I would be very much appreciative of it. Um, that's my contribution. Go ahead and close it out. <laughs> so that was Sleepaway Camp Two: Unhappy Campers from 1988. Uh, we will be discussing another movie uh, in about a week, and uh, that episode is going to be episode one, motherfucking hundred. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, and we're going to be doing the Twitter takedown that same day. So you better tune in, have a good time, and enjoy episode 100, because we're going to fucking kill it, because that's what we do day in and day out. Two years in this bitch. Yeah, come back next week. We got more shit. Peace. Wow. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.